Hey y'all, Galen here from Gathering of Gotchas. Uh, so despite me calling myself a sound guy, or even THE sound guy, this episode you're about to hear unfortunately had a number of intermittent audio issues due to the ongoing uh, technical problems in my office. As of the time of this opening statement recording, I've actually solved those problems and things should be back to normal from here on out. But we decided it was a more prudent action to actually um, release the episode regardless of some of these problems and just warn you guys. It's been way too long since we've been able to get a real episode out. So um, unfortunately, you guys are going to be hearing some pops throughout. And I, ed I did what I could to edit out as many of those as I could. And unfortunately, I just couldn't get them all. It was just too pervasive throughout the entirety of the recording. So we're releasing it anyway. I apologize for the audio quality, but next week we should be back to 100%. Thank you guys so, so, so much for your continued support. And next week is going to sound way better, I promise. Enjoy the episode, guys. Hello, everyone, and welcome back, finally, to Gathering of Gotchas, the only podcast that focuses exclusively on the games your parents don't want you to play. My office did not want us to record this episode, and I beat it into submission. I'm Galen, the sound guy Firestone. Oh, right, that's my turn. Yes. Kate isn't here with us, so uh, I'm Ranacle. And I'm Dez. Yep. Uh, my gear is currently being held together by wishes, prayers, and quite possibly some duct tape, but I have no idea. So, it's been very difficult getting myself into a position where I even could record this thing again, as Rana was so kind to put an episode out detailing last week. A little mini-update. But we are back! And my internet is down, but thanks to 4G, I can do it from my phone. Yeah, this this is like the almost the most technical difficulties we've ever actually had. My office is a disaster area. Rana has no internet. Kite's mic is absolutely destroyed. Uh, it's like, oh my god, can we please get an episode out? And Somehow I'm the only one with no tech issues. <sighs> your fingers. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, right? I will bleep you, okay? <laughs> bleep you is right. Ah, uh. but in spite of the hurricanes, the tides, and the fires, we are here to bring you the latest news in a variety of gacha games. Yep, and we're going to yes, start indeed. And we're going to start like always with the FFBE recap of the week. Oh man, of the week, of the month at this point, right? Yeah. Just about. Ugh. I'm so sorry, guys. Alright. But, uh, I think regarding the... Uh, the Valentine's unit, since we had the news about their existence, we can safely not really focus on them, especially since a couple of them are time-limited. Yeah. Um, I hear Nickel's pretty good, but I don't really hear much about any of them kind of standing out in general. Yeah. From what I heard, they were a lot better in JP than they are on Global at the moment. Um, well, in terms so of... You never know, maybe they'll be upgraded at some point. Maybe? Yeah, and there was this weird bit of messaging where they were presented as Global Original, but it's the same unit, but it's a different unit. It was kind of confusing in that aspect. Uh, you want my honest take on this? 
if you can say it. I mean, I can. Uh, I think this was a last-minute rush decision by Square to put it out in Japan. I think these were just meant to be Global Original to begin with, and then put out in Japan later, and then at the last minute they decided, oh, we should put this out in Japan, too. Yeah. That, that sounds like a reasonable guess. Yeah, it, it just felt like that, the way it was... Like, it was presented to us first, but they came out at the same time. One, that basically never happens, and two, it just felt so cobbled together. I, I don't know, that's that's my impression of how that played out. So basically, you had canon is that Japan said, hey, can I copy your homework? Sure, make sure to change things a little bit so it, don't, so it doesn't look like that. Yeah, you know what? That's a very good way of putting it. Thank you. Um... Now Another thing that was uh, quickly part of the Valentine's event too, uh, and that affected most players, is that there were some unusual uh, rewards that uh, wait in them. Okay, how uh, unusual is unusual? I'm talking about crafting materials for the Wing of Domination. Not that... the entirety of it. But we got uh, a cold star on another one of those materials, I believe. Oh, wow. That is yeah. very interesting. interesting. Yeah. It won't get you any closer to the actual recipe, but it's nice that you... Uh, I mean, as a reminder, these ingredients you get as a byproduct for crafting some of the wing accessories as right. a very, very, very low drop chance. I think I actually may have gotten some of those whenever I, way back when, whenever I was crafting, and I was like, what in the world is this for? And I think I actually just sold it, because I had no idea what it was oh, for. Oh, no! <laughs> I, I, there's no way I ever would have finished the ring, but just the fact that I think I got some just randomly, <laughs> kind of yeah. nuts. Oh, yeah. man. Oh, man, this coffee is terrible. Sorry, um... <laughs> <laughs> trying a new brand of um of uh nitrous infused non-dairy coffee drink. <sighs> oh, okay. sounds like not actually coffee. And they got the coffee part right and everything else wrong. It's like fake sugar, fake milk. It's all like hipster and it it's so just the taste itself is fine, but then there's an aftertaste that's just like chemical, which is weird because there's not supposed mm. to be any of that in here. It tastes oh, like I'm drinking uh, coffee, um, milk, and nickels. My earpiece is indicating me that it's the Ring of Dominion and not Domination. Fair enough. I can't tell the difference between them anymore. They're a bunch of old rings. Although yes. the Ring of Dominion is still very good for, like, tanks and support and stuff. That's the 20% hit points, 20% defense one? The oh, Dominion the is the one that's, like, 50% to a little bit. Oh, of yeah, yeah, yeah. Big Basically, one. the slightly worse Ring of the Luciai. Right. <laughs> Gotta love how that goes. Um. Oh, where was I? Before I got distracted by bad coffee. Um. Yeah, no, that's actually really cool. Uh, I kind of like the fact they gave those out because that that the Ring of Dominion is starting to get very outpaced. It really is only good for mm -hmm. um certain units at this juncture so 
Yeah, and you still have to do all of the like seventy achievements. Some of them pretty crazy to yeah. uh, get the recipe in the first place. So it's still a very far-fetched goal, but with little a little drop here and there, it's nice to have it be just this tiny bit closer. Yeah, it's one of those things that you never really expect to get unless you're a crazy person who farms it. And I've known a couple of people who've done this. Yeah, me too. Um, and I'm just like, all right, I get it. I don't love it, but I get it. I mean, if they want to spend all of their uh, all of their time in FFBE going for that, there's more power to them, man. I know, right? Exactly. Ooh. It's good. No, then, uh, there was also the FF3 event. Uh, right, this was uh, Xanda, CG, Onion Knight... Yes, and... CG character, generic character class. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. And uh, Zonde. As a free unit. CG Luneth when? Indeed. I mean, honestly, if uh, it drops, I'll probably get like five of them, considering I have literally eight Dark Knight Luneths. How many regular Luneths do you have? Sorry? How many regular Luthers do you have? The OG one? Oh, just two. Okay. I remember getting like five Dark Knight Lunas very shortly after he dropped. Nuts. Yeah, that banner yeah. really hated me for some reason, but I also just, I didn't pull on it. So I ended up with one Onionite Refia after the fact. That made me super happy because I like her. And then kind of nothing after that. Yeah, but uh, regarding the... The current event. Mm -hmm. uh, you'll forgive me if I can't give you the other stakes on exactly the details of the units. Uh, because, again, no internet, I can't check. I already know that uh, Zonde, uh, even as a free unit, is kind of meh. And that uh, I heard Hein is basically on a free unit level, except he's... Uh, joining the many, many, many uh, final boss dark mages that aren't actually all that good. Wait, Hein is a... Yes. I'm confused. Is he no, in base 5? he's not the free unit. He right. He's on the banner. Is he, is he a base 5 it's or a... base 4? Base 5. Of all the people to make a base 5, why that guy? Never mind. Uh, what, what's interesting before, uh, if you have the information, one of us gets uh, to uh, CG Onion Knight uh, himself, yeah, is I that can... they did it as a split banner, but that great one, actually. A great split banner. I didn't think that was an actual thing that could happen. Um... 25k. The last step gets you a random rainbow of any kind. But All you right. also get a ticket. You can trade the ticket for your choice of Hain or CG Onion Knight. Wow, that actually works really well. Yeah. I'm all for it's that. Perfect. Also, no one's it's getting high. 100%. Like, it's a split banner where you choose the guaranteed one. Oh, that's beautiful. I love that. Yeah, yeah that is cool. Um, I hope we'll see this model repeated uh, on banners where the choice actually matters and it's not one right option and, uh, and one very wrong option. Yeah. Um, 
Although, yeah, no one's ever getting Hein, if that's the case. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, ben Monday Night... Like the random rainbow. Yeah. I imagine there's just this one... The one Hein fine boy in the world going, but what about me in the distance? But aside from him. Yeah. Yeah. I... I Like, here's the thing. Hein, out of all of the bosses in FF3, I barely remember this one. But hey, at least, um, at least he's not split with, uh, with, uh, Cloud of Darkness. If, if Undy Knight was yeah. split with Cloud of Darkness, that would be a real problem. Yeah, that would be a real choice, too. Yeah. Yeah, split banners were never, uh, never very nice. No. Because it's like, you know, maybe you want one character on the banner and you don't want the other one, whether that's your love for the character or, you know, it's just the fact that you know the other one of them was better than the other uh either way it always felt kind of bad when you got the one that you didn't want yeah um onion knight is onion knight himself do i does anyone have the uh, yeah i'm looking at it uh very strong (laughs) elemental aerial ray stardust ray and onion slice duh onion slice chainer um yeah, it, it just looks very on the nose for Onion Knight. He stabs things really good. He does have he does have some pretty great um debuffs. His Stardust Ray <laughs> Elemental Chains also come with a um also come with an auto cast next turn, decrease elemental resistance uh 90% for two turns. So cute. Oh, actually on the third turn it becomes 120%. So it's actually a very cool stacking, um... Yay, Trump's up. Nice. Good TMR and STMR, both giving, uh, uh, attack when dual wielding. Equipment attack when dual wielding, excuse me. Nice. Um, and, yeah, just an all-around strong DPS chainer with some pretty cool debuffs. Um, and some self-buffs, but that isn't really the big, like, critical thing. Right. Yeah, yeah. so if you get him off banner. It's pretty nice, but uh, yeah. I, I mean, certainly didn't chase for him. Yeah, if you are a big Dissidia fan, and I'm going to say Dissidia fan because he is not the star of FF3. Um, if you're a big Dissidia fan and want this guy, awesome, enjoy him. If not, he's good, he'll serve you well, but I don't really feel like mechanically he's anything too special. He's very good, Yeah, he's but you could live without him. Yeah, and that leads us to uh, the next week banner and event. Now we're talking my language. We... I love this girl. Oh, yes. Yeah, same. Madame Edel. Finally! At last. Yeah, I know. She was super delayed in uh, Global compared to the release date that she had in JP. Because she was very strong at launch, but uh, now she's going to be strong for a shorter amount of time. Right. Yeah, but... Well, for one thing, I love her STMR to death. Like, that's just nice. Oh, high, yeah. So yeah, high attack on clothes, plus extra attack on top. It's like, alright, that's pretty nice. And just stop resist. That's yeah. neat. It's very solid. Yep. And, I've uh, always liked that. It's very restrictive in how you build it, but if you can build it right... It's 70% base attack. Nothing to stuff at either. Yeah. You're not unhappy to 
equip it on your madame if you uh, if you don't have a yeah it's not like a whiff spot like you're going to get something no, out of it by I doing it for sure I don't use it at the moment because she's uh, maxed out uh, without that and I have her STMR uh, the banner was pretty nice yeah uh, it looks like it's the a solo banner, banner was... if I'm seeing this correctly yeah She's the only five star on it, and Perfect. she's not guaranteed uh, at any steps. But you get ten, ten, and twenty cards. It's a three step banner. All uh, right. That you can loop up to four times, and with forty currency, so one lap, which costs twelve k, I think, uh, or eleven, three, four, twelve k. You can get uh, 40 currency, which you can trade for her prism. So if you got one of her and the 40 currency, trade it for her prism, you have a 7 star. There you go. Okay. If you have 80 currency, you can have her, period. Okay. And Not how bad. much currency do you get for a full lap? Uh, 40. Oh. So one lap for the prism, two lap for her. And two That's laps actually are, quite two, generous. Yeah, I'm actually... Yeah, two laps is less than a 25k. It's 54 Right. How many... What's the limit for the number of times you can do the laps? Four. Oh, so you... Unless you are supremely unlucky, you're basically guaranteed or STMR. If you do all four. Pretty much. Yeah, I was pretty unlucky because, uh, as I've said many times before, I'm, I was holding out for her and... Uh, I spent away. Uh, first two lap, complete that. But I still could get her, but uh, I certainly wasn't going to settle for just her six star, and I didn't feel like uh, uh, using a trust ticket, uh, uh, select summon ticket to uh, get her to seven star. So I did a couple more steps and got three of her in those two steps somehow. <laughs> wow! All right. So that was an STMR and then 60 extra currency that I blew on like uh, in Adamantize uh, for money. Because it's not like I'm going to use two of her. That would be greedy. Yeah, maybe. But I'm not sure I hate it either. <laughs> I mean, she's awesome. So yeah, if you wanted to use two of her, I wouldn't hold it against you at all. No. Well, then again, you do only get one of the gun, though, and we should probably talk about that. Yes. And we don't have the gun yet, but uh, coming up next update, so the seventh, I believe. Uh, we have the 4th and 5th floor of the Madame's Mansion dungeon. I love how they just and drop floor 4 and 5 at once. Like, alright. Yeah, that's basically all that remains uh, from Season 2, since that's where you collect the sector circles. Mm -hmm. And uh, then, as you might recall, the Madame herself kills the bus automatically on the first visit in general. Right. Mm -hmm. But if you do it back again and kill it yourself, you get a gem, which was a fancy paper, right? Right. But if you get all five gems from all five bosses, killing them yourself, 
you can uh, use the five of them to get a special gun, which is named Dear Edel, uh, and which is uh, high attack, earth elemental, which is good for her since she doesn't have to imbue, and is very good uh, with earth damage. Uh, and uh, some special bonuses exclusive for her, which is like plus 50% HP and MP or something like that. Right. Which is very nice. Oh, I believe, according to this, it also gives a lot of um, bonuses to her actual moves. Oh, yeah. So that which actually gives her modifier increases, which is fantastic. Yeah. It does, however, yeah. lock her to Earth Element by the looks of it. Yes. So she but is an Earth Chainer. She generally want to be an Earth Element. Yep. She um, also have Dark, but a little less strong. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, she has a ton of Stardust Ray, Oriole Ray. Um... Uh, yeah, her main gimmick is that uh, she has uh, these uh, modifiers which last for the whole fight or until she dies, which she doesn't do very easily because she has two stacks of guts. Right. And so. uh, when you uh, get to uh, a certain amount of turns in the fight, you unlock a new, um, a new variation of essentially the same uh, Stardust Ray attack, uh, but it gets bigger and bigger uh, on turn 9, 12. It, the modifiers get absurd for the attack itself and boost her main repeatable skill. And I've tasted it myself in the fight against uh, Stone of Gilgamesh, where basically, uh, after a couple of failures, decided, you know what, I'm just going to stand here nice and cozy in the first phase, which doesn't hurt too much. I'm going to do literally nothing but defend until we reach turn 15. And then I'm going to imbue Earth, eat the counters, and if I survive, use the biggest cooldowns I have available and burst him from <laughs> 100 to 0. And did it work? Absolutely not. <laughs> because, because the counters were a bit too spicy for the friend eel, and eventually I grinded him to his next phase and I did beat him, but not by using the strategy I wanted. Just Whoops. by failing to re-establish myself forward and forward until he got dead. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> one way to do it. It worked and I got all my missions somehow, so yay. <laughs> uh, good job? And the good thing is that... Yeah, thank you. Uh, the good thing is that while the boost to her modifiers for her main attack uh, are gone when she dies, uh, as with all uh, uh, time-locked uh, cooldown abilities, even if she's dead, when she uh, comes back, the cooldown didn't reset to zero, so you at least have that. Yeah. Yeah, you at least have that. And, of course, she also has some side utility uh, as a finisher. Because she can use her LB crystal not only for her LB, which is pretty decent 
and also contributes to her modifiers. But also, then you can use it to have an 80 modifier finisher attack. And she, since she's a true dual wield, you use it twice. So that's some spicy punches. That is spicy. I like, I, I like this. I am I am pleased with this, in fact. That sounds great. So yeah, I'm, I'm waiting eagerly for her gun to fully unleash her potential. Yeah, I was always a big fan of Edel. Just whenever you go into that first uh, mansion fight and then she just, you know, one punches the boss and then you end up having to go back in and kill it yourself and it takes you so long just to kill the thing whenever it was first released. Uh, just that in and of itself just really uh, made her really cool in my eyes. Yeah, no, yeah, she's, a, she's a really cool design. Yeah, she's a very standout character. I've, I've liked her from the beginning. I've liked her attitude, I've liked her story, I've liked her design. She's always yeah, made me happy. Itself, she's pretty cute, too. And I gotta be honest, um, her dungeon was some of my favorite content in Season 2. There was something about it that just made me happy, and it worked a lot better for me than Bahamut's Isle did. Yeah. Agreed. So, yeah, knock it out of the park. Yeah, um, if you like her, yeah, she yeah. is very, very strong. There is one person in my Discord who absolutely despises her and refuses to allow anyone to be happy pulling her. Um, I'm calling you out, friend. Stop. We like her. Deal with it. <laughs> my only complaint, uh, which came back from when she was first revealed in JP, mm -hmm. is that she probably could have been a CJ unit. I, I, it feels like that probably was the initial intent, especially since in Japan she was one of the early uh, Summon Fest non-CG units. But they have been yeah. fairly stingy with their uh, budgeting when it comes to CG units. I, I've noticed yeah. there's some that probably should have. Like, some of the main villains were probably have been very good for CG stuff. But Sol was too icky, so they, they couldn't CG him. Yeah, Soul that they didn't CG any of the mainline villains. Like, how cool would CG X Death have been? Or CG Kefka? Imagine a Light of Judgment in CG. How That would have been awesome. Oh, boy. Indeed. And I, I feel like, despite this, we are probably going to get a CG Sephiroth, because you know, you know, you know that would, like, sell like hotcakes. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. And it... For all we know, it may release around the time of the FS7 remake. So never? Wouldn't be surprising if it ever comes out, yes. <laughs> yeah, no, and it's important to point that out because when it comes to CG units, we've had the cycle of CG uh, FF protagonists. Yeah. But uh, they've done the 15 mainline ones now in JP. Yeah. Um... Because the van came out. Well, they've also um, done nice. two of the side characters. They've done Ace from Type-0, and they've done Sarah from 13-2. I feel and like CG Ramza is forthcoming at some point as well. Absolutely, but after him... After him, who knows? They'll have, they'll have to find something else to sink their CG budget into. Yep. Maybe, maybe we'll finally get the proper CG villains we've deserved. CG Cloud of Darkness, anyone? Uh... That would be, um, bouncy. <laughs> the version they're likely to use would be very bouncy. Possibly You're NSFW. not wrong. <laughs> Possibly NSFW. They may have to adjust their rating to M. But, um, 
But then again, they could use the green monster version, which would actually be really awesome in CG now that I'm thinking about it. God, I want that! I want the actual FF3 final boss slash FF14 raid boss green monster CG Cloud of Darkness. I want that one. Oh my god, I want that. Okay, well, now that you've blown my mind, thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. That raid boss was so fun. No. I have a puff of darkness. I'm so happy. Now, when it comes to uh, CG content, what we did get was Azua at two star, which is nice. Haven't tried that fight just yet. I'm waiting until I can unleash my full power. But from what I heard, it's basically the same fight as the first one, but with bigger stats. I mean, that's fine Which by me. The yeah, the first fight was about as perfect a fight as ever been in this game. That's probably one of the best fights in the game. I think yeah. it is the best fight in the game. It certainly was my favorite when I played through it. Yeah. It's very fun, very technical, but you have to stay vigilant. It's great, so yep. if they broke, don't fix it. Pretty much. So yeah, I that guess was one the... fight where if you weren't paying attention, it, they punished you for it. Yep. I guess the FFBE TLDR is Valentine's equals blah, um, FF3 equals, hey, it'll do work for you and be pretty good, and F and Adele is, like, makes people smile, so, like, and has an STMR piece of gear exclusive to her that drastically improves her ability, um, which is a really, really big advantage. If anything, that actually yeah. makes um, Adele very newbie-friendly. Yeah. I yeah. mean, besides her STMR, which is ideal, unless you have something like Cartoon's STMR, which fills its own niche, the rest is pretty newbie-friendly. Yeah. I mean, you could get away and with uh, Original Luneth's STMR as well, if she likes clothes. Yeah, yeah. And I did push it a little. I used uh, a couple of uh, seven, select seven tickets to get uh, uh, Monk Sabine uh, STMR. Nice. Coin with 60% face power. And then I used another prism to get Olive's uh, STMR, which also helps with the gun. Problem. I thought I had three Olives. I wrote in FFBE equip I had three Olives. I already had four. No! That stung a bit. Oof! Oof! That's an oof! I'm sorry! What? It is an oof. Yeah, that's a big one. Oh. Well, one step closer for my second STMR. I, I guess. <laughs> I don't know what you're going to do I with mean, the second a, Sparky, but, I mean, hey, make use of it. STMR. Well, S, her STMR was the journal, right? Oh, right. Yeah. Sparky with was the, the STMR. I got the Olive and other mastery. Olive mixed up. Uh, it had Gun Mastery and... Um, 40 attack, I think. Yeah, I think it had extra machine killer too. Yes. Yeah. I think it was like fifty percent machine killer, fifty percent gun mastery, and forty base attack, which is really nice. Like that's still but very relevant. The, the fun thing is that in the meantime, uh, since I don't have the uh, actual free items I want to equip on her as weapons, the next best things I had were very defensively stated ones. So she has like fifteen thousand HP. Wow! <laughs> I Which mean, she was more than she's my pretty tanky time. naturally, right? Yeah. God, that is that is one hard to beat, madam. I am very okay with that. Indeed. 
Hey, if you can't beat them, join them. Go ahead. No, I was saying if you can't beat them, join them. I don't get how that pertains to her at all. Never mind. It was a joke. Okay. Like, that's what we're talking about. Okay. I'm confused. Hooray! Now, when it comes to relevant units uh, right now, they also have been a set of enhancement. Yeah. So if you're looking for what are people that are going to cave faces in, you in luck because both Jack and Tifa are up to date. Yeah, I'm looking at Tifa's enhancements and they give her the chain cap modifier increase, which is kind of gigantic. Mm-hmm. Um, they give her, it looks like that's a strong finishing move in the terms of Dolphin Blow, which also is, serves as an imbue. Uh, she still has DR chain frames, um, DR chain frames, so she's still DR, which is very old school. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, her modifiers skyrocket, she gets the chain cap increase, a lot of extra dual wield stuff, um, all status, a built-in ribbon. She's not at the top, but she's irrelevant. Yeah, she'll, she'll do good for you if you already had her. Yeah, um, there are one king grain levels, but we read of frames. Yeah. Um, I almost feel like with Dolphin Blow being what it is, she might be a slightly better. No, that twenty times isn't a great finisher either. Good, one hundred twenty percent debuff on that's really nice though. Um. Yeah, she's pretty pretty darn good. Um. Yeah, I really have no complaints. These are just some great enhancements. Just, like, here, have more That's stuff, and more stuff, and more stuff. Like. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, enhancements making units relevant... That's kind of what ...pretty much for. always been what you want. Uh, yeah. They're almost never going to be the best, because they always like to release you new units who are going to be... who are going to power creep even the enhancements, but, you know what, if you got them, and you have the ability to enhance them, go for it. Go for it. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Uh, did they buff her STMR? I don't remember it being 170. I feel like it was around 150 it before. It was always 171. It was always 170? Okay, then I'm dumb. I, I yeah. swear that looked bigger uh, to me. I know because I checked for Idle and, uh, I was a bit sad because I do have four Tifa, so I could get the STMR, but take offense you get from Scone of Beast of the Duck has two more attacks. Oh, that's a shame. Ooh, um, yeah. yeah, she's pretty great. Um, and then let's take a look at Jacked, because I was not prepared for the segment. I am sorry. <laughs> All right, here's Jacked. I know. I'm. It's been a week, guys. All what right. are you going to do? You gonna cry? No, I'm just going to kvetch about it because, you know, that's what I'm going to keep doing. And then I'm going to fix yeah, my crap and get back to life. Um, oh, hey, look. Good on you. DR. <laughs> More DR. All the DR. Yeah, I was, I was actually about to say whenever Rana was covering, uh, whenever you were covering it, when how she was still DR, wasn't Jack DR too. Yeah. So, um, I mean, just the two of them both getting enhancements at the same time, you know, brings DR back a little bit into the spotlight at least. Uh, his double quick strike now. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, it's it's definitely better than Quick Hit. Cause, oh, um, my word. Oh, Quick Hit is awful. Quick it was, Hit chaining was balls. It was bad. It was bad. Um, yeah, this, I these don't, like, really jump out at me the same way. Um, he yeah. does get very good both uh, true dual wield and true double hand. Um, good hit. Good hitting. Uh, it doesn't look like he gets the modifier, so he's still better off uh, double hand, especially with the upgrade to uh, double quick strike. Yeah. Um. That said, like yeah, between uh, Jack Rush and uh, between Jack Rush and his passives, like yeah, he's actually a really good chain partner for Tifa now. Hey, and that's the thing. Like nice. if you're. If there, are, if there are newer players out there who have him, just the fact that he is flexible between yeah. being wielding and double hand, that can work to their advantage because, you know, they may not have the gear to adequately gear him one way or the other, but the fact that, you know, he has that ability to do one or the other, even if one of them is going to be better than the other, kind of lends itself to, you know, people who may not have as much gear. Yep. Yep. Um, That's what we like to see. Yeah, I, I like newbie-friendly characters, and I think Jekt is a really good newbie-friendly character, especially with these enhancements. Um, you I mean, get a he very... always was good with the kids. I will debate that very strongly, but yeah, sure. <laughs> um, I would have done it in, in my interpretation of his voice, too, but I'm out for speed voice for today. I understand yeah no i'm uh i'm pretty satisfied pretty satisfied with jacks like it's nothing incredible but it'll get you there and again now he's a good chaining partner with tifa so if you really like one or the other they're not left in the dust as these weird water dr mm -hmm. chainers who don't have any friends no they're weirdly friends with each other i don't understand that how that happens i will let the fanfic writers deal with that but um in terms and that's of probably why they put their enhancements out at the same time. Yeah, uh, that's also a very good point. That's not a bad decision as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, no? absolutely. Get some synergy between two overlooked characters. It's a good way to get people using them again. Yeah, characters that never really had their time in the sun either. Yeah, I mean, I used Tifa for a little while there, but then almost immediately after I got Wonder Twins, it was better than Tifa just about every way, so, like... Yeah. I was very yeah. and now and now Wonder Twins are bad, which is a shame. Like I'm so sad about that. Now there's this newfangled Wonder Twins who can't even chain with the first set of Wonder Twins. And you know what? I'm going to shut up about how much I don't <laughs> like the Lunar New Year stuff this year. Fair. Let's just say I don't and agree with I a whole lot of those decisions, but I'm glad Tifa's good again. And on the subject of Tifa, we are recording this the day the FF7 remake demo dropped, which is the closest we are ever going to see to this game actually existing. So. There's a little bit of hype there. This timing probably factored in as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I am 100% okay with that kind of time. Uh, same here. Same here. And with that, let's go ahead and move on to our next topic, which is Arknights. Hooray, Arknights. The game that got me back into gotcha gaming. Hard to imagine. Yeah, I wasn't. I, again, I didn't see this coming either, but it is still such a good game, and I've still spent mm -hmm. that exact same $6 grand total on it. So I think, at least in terms of my spending, I'm under control for now, but. 
we will see. Yeah, and especially since it's been a stressful start, uh, a stressful mm-hmm. time for you. Oh the yeah, yeah that exactly. Dollars uh, and that's it. Is a really solid side. Yeah, no, I, I, I've been tempted. The temptation is there. Just start throwing money at the banners because there is a character I really want on this banner. We'll talk about her in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, let's be honest, we've probably burned enough money recently with all these new orders. Oh my god, I'm up to like five thousand dollars trying to repair my office, and I don't think that's. I don't think I'm over yet. Yeah, my my. Well, hopefully, it's not much more. Yeah. We shall see. Yes, we see. Yes, we shall. Yep. With that in mind, let's go ahead and dive into the new things. And the biggest one is this new big old banner that just came out. Uh, they gave yep. it some weird name, but we're just going to talk about the units. Uh, we have Chen, who is amazing. She is the six star on the banner. We have the repeat of Fire Eater, or F Eater, but I call her Fire Eater. That's just sort of my nickname for her, because that makes sense. We have... Um, we have Swire, who's a very good uh, melee, um, very good melee buffer, and we have Gray, who is a shockingly good, um, shockingly good. Ha ha! I didn't do that on purpose. Uh, for a four star, um, we mage. Mm-hmm. So, and then we also have the three star Poppy Car on there as well, who is utterly pointless. She exists. <laughs> I mean. She could be good for people who need like a two block that does damage to both of them, but you can literally if you're around, if you're around for the launch, um, then you have Savage. Uh, maybe people won't get her if they signed up later, but if you're around for the launch, you've got her who's going to be better. In yeah, but you could also buy Fire Eater more or less for free, which is exactly what I did do. Like you could just buy I... her for red tickets in the shop. That's true. I would argue that. Uh, you know, feeder, not feeder. Uh, Poppy card does fill a it's little bit different of a role. Um, just, I guess her cost is similar though, so I guess that there's that too. Yeah, I mean, it's like Fire Eater is still a block two hit two. She just also has keep away. Like she's yep. basically that same kind of guard. She just has this extra push function, which cool. Um. And apparently there's a real wicked game of tag you can play that if you find a way to line her up with Cliffheart and just have them bouncing back and forth between each other. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, anyway, so uh, let's go ahead and start from the bottom and work our way up. We have Gray, who is our first AoE slow unit. Or sorry, our second AoE slow unit. We have Shiryuki, who is, but only on her skill while Gray does it 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Gray a lot. AoE slow sounds real good. AoE slow is yeah. really good. Most of the slows in this game are single target. So having an AoE slow that actually stops enemy progression is wonderful. Um, mm-hmm. She also hits pretty decently, and her her second skill, which is the better one, both increases her attack speed and um, improves her the amount of time enemies are slowed for. So it just makes her all-around excellent. I'm about to actually E2 her as soon as... Or sorry, uh, get her to Elite 2 promotion... As soon as I get a couple of extra mats, I, I have to do a little more farming, but I'm basically done. I have all the chips and I have all the levels, so I'm just waiting on those extra bits of uh, stage detritus. Um, I've talked about Fire Eater at length. I love this chick. Uh, she was one of my early units because I bought her in the shop. 
And, uh, she hits things real good, and she has high dodge. And, like, yeah, she's just an all-around excellent unit. And there was one review that said that she's only good when you want to dump people down pits. And I'm like, she has more to her than Sparta Kick, guys. She's actually really cool. And she has pretty decent defenses, too. Sorry, what's that, Rena? I interrupted you. Uh, also, why don't you want to kick people into pits? Uh, I mean, you absolutely can, and I use her for that all the time, but you could also use her for more than just that, is the point and, I'm trying to make. And pits aren't always there. Yeah. So you can't always do it because sometimes there just isn't a pit. Yeah, sometimes there just isn't a pit in the stage. Um, Which is fine. Not every stage has to have a pit, and uh, on the stages exactly. that don't, she's still a very good officer to have. But the fact that you can get her for free and she's already on this banner at an increased rate along with Poppy Car means you're probably never going to use Poppy Car. Like, there's really no point if you yeah. even have Fire Eater. That's fair. Um, uh, next, we have Swire, who, man, the reviewers don't get how to use her. You take a static melee, someone like Fire Eater or like Chen or like Savage or like Scotty or basically anyone else, you stick Swire mm -hmm. right behind her. Or him. Silver Ash. Ooh. Wow, that's a good point. Silver Ash, huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah, put someone behind Silver Ash, because that's a thing you could do. Um, <laughs> and basically let uh, let Swire buff them and be a support attacker at the same time. Mm -hmm. um, and she doesn't have the uh, disadvantage that Lapland and Silver Ash have, in that her ranged attacks do less damage. So correct. you can freely put her behind somebody. Um, and she also buffs the attack of people in the eight squares next to her. Right. And when her skill one is, you know, uh, up, when you use her skill one, that increases that range yep. to be larger. Um, skill two would increase the effect of her talent, um, which means that instead of just getting, you know, 3% or however much per... Um, she gives based on her uh, elite level. Yep. Um, basically, it'll give extra attack um, to everybody in the range. Exactly. Their melee, specifically. And that leaves the star of the show, Chen. And Chen is a thing. Chen is amazing. Mm. Oh my god. You look at Chen, just her raw stats, and you're like, a six star with only 400 attack? That seems really low. Um, all of her regular attacks hit twice. Mm-hmm. All of them. Okay. Yeah, that is just built into her character. That requires no skills. She just double attacks everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which and then I believe also means that her attacks charge her skill twice as fast. Yes. I don't necessarily have confirmation that on that, is but I correct. that's what it means. That is correct. And all of her uh, all of her skills are do not charge by time. They charge by attacks. So mm -hmm. you cut that number in half. Everything yep. you see. So What's you your have question, Rana? If there are two enemies engaged with her in combat. No, she, she only attacks the... one at a time. Okay. So she doesn't she she focus fires. She doesn't do what Fire Eater and what Poppy Car and what Savage do, which is hit all of them at once. Um Oh two at once, which could have been but that's not the key. Right. Which is probably better. Yeah, no, I mean she's clearly meant as a boss killer because we're about to get into her skills. Alright, her first uh -huh. skill, Sheath Strike. Um 
So it's actually a ranged skill. Throws the sheath to enemies in the next attack, dealing 260% of attack physical damage and stuns the target for 1.5 seconds. So, yeah, a second and a half of just you ain't moving? That's pretty neat. I think, and I think that one's only, that one's not a ranged skill. It's the second one that's a ranged skill. Oh, it says throws the sheath, so I guess you're right. It, it, I'm, I'm not seeing a map on here. I'm reading it directly from the game, so it doesn't show a map. Yeah. Uh, well, next, I'm looking at it on the yeah. uh, on a site, um, and it's just it just says on the next attack strikes with her sheath. Okay, never mind. It, it on said throws site. on here, so that's where I got confused. I apologize. So next we have unsheath, which is deals 410% attack of physical, and then 410% again on arts damage to at most six enemies in front of this unit. So basically, it's a giant AOE of death. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like everything. Yeah. So she does physical and magic damage. But then there's her third skill, Shadowless. Oh, my. Looks for the closest enemy around and launches strikes ten times in a row, dealing 260% of attack physical for every strike and stunning the target for three seconds on the last strike. Oh, and the AoE hey. on it is not terrible, but no. you do obviously want to use that preferably on the boss of the stage or whatever if yeah. there's a boss. Basically, if a boss gets close to her, you have that up, you have Swire behind her, you launch that off, that boss is going to have a very bad day. Indeed. And that brings 2,600% damage is no joke. No. That is probably the single highest hitting damaging attack in the entire game right now. And I don't see mm -hmm. that actually changing considering how this game operates. Yeah, probably not very soon. No. Her job is to once in a blue moon, not even once every 36. So that's actually 18 attacks. That's not bad at all for her. Mm -hmm. Wow, you could launch that off a lot. Basically, yep. her job is to focus fire a single unit until it is gone. Or you can choose to have her on skill two if there's if it's something like an annihilation where there's a lot of enemies and you may want yeah. to kill a bunch at a time. You could have her on skill two, so she's actually a very versatile unit. Yeah, and even with skill one, you know, uh, it it goes down to every th basically three attacks. She stuns the enemy for one point five seconds. Yep. If you need a like a person who's going to stun pretty consistently, then that's a decent option. You know. So she's actually got a lot of versatility, which is one really good reason to like her. Yep. Uh, and she does have built-in attack 5, defense 5, and physical dodge 10%, which is nice. It's not make or break, but 10% dodge is, no, is not awful. I mean, that's extra survivability. Why not? And mm -hmm. I think that's like her one weakness. She's kind of squishy. Her defense at Elite 2 is only 298, which is actually pretty light for a guard unit. Fair. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's one weakness. That's one con amongst a ton of pros. And generally speaking, her whole game is the best defense is a good offense. Because she yeah. will absolutely rock the enemy if you give her half a chance to. Absolutely. And then, yeah, pop Swire behind her and have her, like, second in command hang out. And it, it they are an awesome team. Um, so yeah, Chen is the real star of the banner. She is absolutely phenomenal. I want her so bad. I've thrown several pulls at this thing and have gotten... I've got Swire. I got enough Grays to max out her potential, which is hilarious. Uh, and Fire Eater's almost at max potential as well, which is great. I actually have her uh, talent up, so she actually has more dodge now, which is wonderful. Nice. Um, but yeah, I want the star of the show badly. 
Jen is just with her versatility and the amount of power she brings to bear is a really nice unit. Yeah, if if you need melee, go for her. You will not be disappointed. I like her better than I like her a lot better than Scotty, who is the prior um, six star melee unit. Yeah, and the thing about this game, if you're farming your weekly um, annihilations and you know doing all of that, then you can you can get a pretty decent amount of pull currency. Yep. Uh, just obviously, you you also want to be doing all of your daily and weekly missions because that's got pull currency on it too. Um, but if you're if you're doing a good job keeping up with your missions, keeping up with your annihilations, uh, all of that, you're going to be able to build up some savings if you want to go for people. So yeah. don't don't worry too much about going for people that you want as long as you know you're building up those savings. Yeah, it's super free to it's super free to play blah, blah. It's super free to play friendly if you are doing the work and you're putting in the work. Um Yeah, uh, I like this banner a lot. This has got a lot of power, a lot of utility. More utility than power. I think I think everyone here is kind of like we're here to support Chen. Fire Eater and Chen herself are definitely the main attackers of the bunch. I don't think Swire's ever going to be in that position, but that's okay. She doesn't have to be. Yeah. And she does a good job, not just buffing Chen, but other melees that you may want to put down. Yeah. Uh, she does a great job of that, too. Yeah. Um, so that makes her very, very, very good. Uh, and I highly approve of I highly approve of this banner. It's very worth pulling on. If you guys see something on there you like, you probably will. Yep. Uh, I will say one thing that I'm not... I don't like as much about the game, but, you know, you can't like everything. Yeah. Uh, it's just the amount of resources that it takes to get any units uh, up to high levels. You know, getting yeah. units up to Elite 2 is a big process. So it's, yeah. it's going to take some commitment. Um, but And if you are, you know, somebody who's free-to-play or mostly free-to-play... Um, I would definitely recommend getting your five or six stars up to Elite Two as a higher priority generally, um, just because they're gonna have they're gonna get more oomph for your extra effort that you're putting in. Yeah. Um, yeah, like you want they, a diverse roster, but you need yes. to have at least one group of units that just pet the punch you need. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah so. I saw one recommendation, I think it's pretty good, um, of getting, you know, basically a solid team, kind of a core team, up to around Elite 1, level 40. Yeah. Um, that's kind of going to be your, your basis for a lot of different things. Um, and then once you have that solid team up to Elite 140, then go ahead and start going for, you know... Uh, at least specific units for Elite 2. And I do recommend planning out ahead of time, um, just because yeah. it does require so many resources in order to get units up to that Elite 2. Uh, one thing we kind of recommend uh, is that you kind of look at two... Uh, the, the way to upgrade people to Elite 2 is via chips, and those come in, like, every stage can drop one of two different kinds of chips. Pick characters across those lines. So if you're going to, if you want to promote a sniper, have a sorcerer in your back pocket since that stage dropped both of those kind of chips that you're like, I could also promote you. Just so mm -hmm. you're like, that way you're getting chips for both at the same time, and it's, it's, it's helpful for efficiency's sake. 
Sure. And if, if you don't have that, you know, that mage in the at the time, you can always save those chips. Yeah. Um, if you are, you know, more free to play, then it's probably better to save the chips generally than to convert them to the ones you need, uh, just because that's going to be that much more that you're going to need to spend on a different unit later. And then on top of that, there's also a, a loss in that you get you trade in yeah. three of one kind of chip for two of another, and I mean you just lost a whole you just lost a whole stage run at that point. So believe that at some point in the future, there's going to be this unit that comes out that you like in that class. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. That is pretty much a guarantee, especially the way this game works. Um, so yeah, always, always pay attention and never, ever underestimate your weirdos because, my God, sometimes you get a weirdo like, oh, this is a strange class and they end up being the best thing ever. So, like, keep an eye out for that. Um, one of the characters I just got is this uh, supporter, as they call her named Mayor, and her whole job is just summoning a bunch of little robots around the field that don't take away from your, uh, deploy limit. And that makes her very, very interesting indeed. And then she can blow them all up. She can blow them all up. <laughs> and later put them down again. Yep. So, pay attention to that, because that gets very fun. Um, you never know what weirdo unit is going to be the perfect thing for whatever strat you're trying to play. Absolutely, and that's that's really part of the great thing about this game, that yeah. we've all been playing this and kind of, you know, bouncing strats off of each other, and, like, just seeing the really diverse strats that we've been employing on the same stages is really yeah. satisfying just to see that you can employ one of so many different strategies and still get the you know still get that win out yep um which is great it's a good it's a good mind bender which i think is one of the things i really love about the game and it's so friendly because if you don't pass a stage they give you all but one of your sanity back or your stamina in this case they call it sanity in this game they give you all but one back, so you're not really losing anything if you lose. And that really incentivizes you to try it on your own and not use, like, Absolutely. guide videos or something. It's a really satisfying experience that I wholeheartedly recommend. Um, and I think with that, we're done with Arknights, so how about yep. we go on to Val Valkyrie Anatomia? Renna, take it away. Valkyrie Anatomia. There's a lot to cover, so I'm going to be a bit quicker than usual on each individual event. Let's do it. There's like six of them. Oh, of course there is. <laughs> that sounds like Valkyrie. Yeah. So, uh, to be fair, it's been three weeks. Mm -hmm. uh, but we start with Breath of the Beast Part 2. Uh, which uh, was the event that started with uh, Demon Alfio. Uh, and in the line of uh, the one with Black Rose Senna as well, uh, where the weird alternate reality version of uh, people started wanting to kill Lanef. And right. suddenly Aelia came into play. But uh, it's not any Aelia, as we learned early in the event, it's Arbitrus Aelia. That's the big red angry one, right? Yep. Yeah. The big red angry one on all fours, that's uh, big and red and angry. 
and can't swim, which is a problem when she's chasing people in a ship graveyard. Which is exactly what happens, because as it turns out, she's against Dark Flower Senna and Demon Alfio, not with them. Interesting. Enough that, yeah, enough that uh, at some point Kokuyo also comes into play, and between uh, chasing Lenef and uh, uh, Hakurai and pursuing the two of them, she's uh, pursuing uh, Demon Elfio and uh, Dark Flower Senna. Because apparently, uh, as it turns out, uh, revealed in parts between this event and the next one, which is direct continuation of the storyline, they are more or less one of the reasons their own worlds was destroyed or ruined, but completely. It's part of the cause that uh, everything went terrible where they are. But uh, Demon Alfio and uh, Dark Flower Senna aren't alone, as revealed by the next event, the Scarlet Gaze, where they are actually working for a red-clad Valkyrie named Shakugan, with uh, this big glowy red eye, and she's wearing a scythe, and it's all very, very edgy design. Okay. Okay, so... Eventually getting backed uh, against the corner by uh, Team uh, Arbiter Rist. Uh, the two of them are saved by uh, their employer, which is Shakugan, uh, which is this masked red Valkyrie uh, with a very edgy design, save wielder, and uh, has this uh, I am the end of all things kind of feel to her. Okay. Also, she appears by. Uh, basically uh, making part of the screen completely pitch black, distorts on emerging from it. It's a pretty cool effect. Okay. And, uh, yeah, basically she's the ones that uh, told them that uh, they could have another crack at life if they kill Lenef. And uh, Avatar Trist and Kokuyo aren't happy about it. Right, because they're doing this other thing to use... Leneth to save their world or something like that. Yeah, and uh, Hakurei. But at this point, while she's been mentioned, she's basically been moved back to a second order priority, which is very strange given how insistent they were before. Okay. Interesting. And eventually uh, the fight goes on. Leneth accepts to team up, which means that she gets a uh, uh, a good old strike uh, right in Shakugan's face, which makes a, a mask fly, fly off and reveals that it is indeed somebody we've never seen before behind it. Anyway, as for Shakugan herself, she's the unit of the banner. Okay. And uh, she is a staff wielder, technically. The safe is a staff, Dark Elemental. And uh, she mostly uses melee attack, but with this, but that's used for magic stats. Uh, and uh, some of her attacks are non-elemental, kind of like a Dark Next Mistina we've seen before. Maybe okay. She is very solid. Her okay. utility is pretty much non-existent, but her war power is through. 
And while there isn't any new other unit on this banner, she's the only star of it, you can also get Kokuyo and Deckflower Senna in the artifact pool for her banner. Next, we have the Valentine's campaign with the coming soons. They came! Yay! And it was actually some good stuff. Oh, okay. So, first uh, coming soon was pretty simple. Uh, there's an item to trade and you can get some of the seals uh, which work like TMR Moogles. Uh, so that's a nice bonus, and you get a cute sticker. Okay. And uh, the second one, that's uh, very good because it's a couple of bundles. I remember the first part of the Valentine's event, there were these uniform costumes from some characters. Well, it turns out there's also two alternate versions of units in these very same costumes. Oh, except they're okay. full units. Oh, okay. And yeah, and uh, when you buy a bundle, you get the unit. You don't get a chance to have the unit. You get a the unit for ten thousand gems, not paid gems, not real money, not special, extra exclusive things. No, just ten thousand gems. Get a unit, and her orb, and the way to get her to level ninety nine right away. Wow! No, no, no. Yeah. I'm, and, I'm... Uh, sure they're not top yeah. tier units, but they're usable. I mean, it's yeah. like, here, have a unit. That sounds pretty good to me. Yeah. And there's two choices. There's uh, uh, the schoolgirls version of uh, Rebecca and Senna. Okay. And uh, to give an idea about the uh, power level, it's a bit below Arbiter Wiz, but starting to get a bit old. So, as I said, it's not going to top off any charts, but if uh, you want a safe option, there's n there was no better safe options than these ones. We liked it. Now then, there also was some main scenario advancements. Well, it's weird because it looks at first like a bit of a side story where you're following this old man in a storm and there's this kid that... Uh, that's asking questions, and they're hiding from the storm in a cave. And it all gets very non-sequitur, given how uh, intense things were last chapter. Right. Turns out that's because it's 70 years in the future, uh, given how long the second has reigned, that the old man roaming the earth and doing nothing useful is... Odin in all but uh, confirmation, because uh, he tells this tale about how Odin uh, decided to roam the earth because when he drank from the well of Mimir, he uh, got the wisdom to learn that he was weak and powerless. All right. And that, and that this is him roaming the earth being useless, as uh, pretty much uh, the gods as a whole are in the twilight. So yeah, very solid story. And uh, it implies that the following chapters will return and move back in time uh, with essentially uh, future Odin as uh, the storyteller. Interesting, okay. Yeah. Now then, 
of course, we couldn't have a series of events without talking about a Valhalla defense. Oh, of course not. Then with uh, first T as a unit, and uh, it ties into the next point because uh, the new automata collaboration doesn't have its own story event, so it uh, rides as part of the Valhalla defense too, because that's how you get the duplicates for the virtuous contracts you get, huh? Uh, and uh, that's even where the free unit trail to test uh, to be uh, before you try to pull for her is. Well, that's interesting. They put her in the Valhalla in defense. Not as the free unit yeah. or anything, but just in it in general. That's an interesting choice. Yes. Okay, that's... I'm good with it. Uh, yes. Sure. Uh, I'll say, though, that it doesn't appear to be all that busy. To give you an idea, since uh, I pretty much these days and since the uh, premium uh, special ultra rare units got out of hand, uh, decided to only focus on story content, mm -hmm. I done that and Valhalla defense are not story content. But I did like four stages today. I am rank 3,832. <laughs> All right. That's not a lot of players. No, that really is No, it's not. And oh, by the way, Valkyrie Anatomia might be dying? Uh, yes. I, I think we've been kind of, like, anticipating that for a while now, and this is kind of... And uh, now we have numbers, pretty much. Yeah, not uh, great ones. Especially since that's... On the last day, there's only three hours left in the event when I did that. Wow. Oh. That's usually when everyone's yeah. rushing. Yeah, especially since there's this collab that's part of it, too. Yeah. But talking I... about the collab itself, uh, as I said, you get a free uh, virtuous contract uh, in the mail, uh, which is just a weapon. And if you want the duplicates to get it max levels, it's in the Valhalla Defense uh, rewards. And there's no story event. There's no... Uh, oh, look at that. Uh, you landed this, this world and have a surprisingly good story. It's just the uh, katana and the unit in a banner. That's... At the very least, what I will say is that it is a 100% normal banner. It's yeah. a normal step up like any other one, no other artifact to dilute the pool, no special conditions, no premium shenanigans, just a normal old banner that lasts for like three weeks. And then they had to ruin it. I was about Today. to say, it sounds like an oh boy coming. Yeah, I, yeah. There, the butt was very implied. And Not to these but. No, to be clear, I wrote that part in my notes when it was exactly all it was. But today, we had a news. Oh, dear. Which uh, had, uh, amongst it, a special offer. Uh-oh. Which was, uh, hey, if you buy Special Pack 3 or Special Pack 4, you get entered into a raffle. You get five winners for each region, which will get a ticket you can trade for artifacts of characters such as Arbiter Race, Creation Valkyrie, Calamity God Lizard, Progenitor God Sephiroth, Aelith the Shackled, 
Celestial Armor, uh, Celestial Armor Wilfred, or indeed, to be. What? The, the special packs 3 and 4 are those that get you 10,000 gems, and either a legendary weapon for one, or a bunch of stray grid exclusive branches items, things like that. They're okay. 19 euros. 90 euros. 90? 9 zero? Yes, 9 zero. Probably what? over 100 dollars. To get entered into a chance to be one of the five in your region to get this. Oh, that is shameless. That is a cash grab if ever I saw one. That Dang. hurts yeah. me. Overall, the, the whole event really kind of feel like it with the lack of story event. It just slap the head on Tubi, of Tubi uh, on the icon and have her be a unit. You be a unit and we'll make money off you. Pretty much. And she's a decent unit. She's a sword unit, good damage, a nice animation, no pattern involvement, unfortunately. But that's just what it is. Yeah. I still tried to get for her, to get her and failed too. So now I've got seven laps in and nothing to show for it. Besides oh. a bunch of weapons. That is brutal. That uh, is at brutal. At least I found comfort in the arms of Madame Edel in another game. Yeah. Yeah. A game that probably won't die in six months. Uh, I, I mean, considering how, like, desperate they seem, I would be very surprised if Valkyrie lasts six months at this late juncture. Yeah, yeah. No, I wasn't talking about Valkyrie when it came to six-month survival chances. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. Anyway, there's a last bit as well, which is pretty neat. Uh, it's uh, an event about Bananas from Valkyrie Profile First of the Lame. Bananas? Benelus. B-E-N-E-L-U-S. Bellinus. Oh, okay. I'm like, you were like bananas is what I heard. And I'm just like, that doesn't make any sense unless we're doing another joke event. And I still haven't forgiven them for their <laughs> first joke event that ended in horrible murder and tragedy. Uh, no, that one seems like it's going to involve horrible murder and, and uh, tragedy. Well, so yeah, but it's not a joke event to start with. It's not a, like if yeah, you're no. dealing with someone like Bellinus, someone or someplace. I forget what Bellinus is. I am brain dead. Uh, he's the guy dressed in black, very noble, uses a sword. Right. Yes. That. Okay. I now know. I now remember exactly what you're talking about. Okay. Oh, he made the cut. Excellent. Interesting. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Good for him. He made the cut pretty late, which means he's actually pretty powerful too. Like right on. He's. He's. On the T level of uh, Awakened Lenneth. And uh, as far as the story even goes, we only have the first part uh, for now. But it's basically a panelist train. He's hardest to uh, waste as many death flags as possible. Like, oh, here I am in Seraphic Gate. Here is a, a two group of people that separate to cover more ground. Oh no, we're surrounded by monsters. Hey, there's more monsters than usual. Oh, but here is the silhouette of my dead nut wife. Interesting. 
Oh, and I almost forgot. Oh no, I got wounded. I'd better hide it from my teammates. Because that always goes well. Yeah, no, that's always the best possible decision you can make. 100% of the time. Instead of, you know, so, yeah, getting but... a medic to patch you up and fighting, living to fight another day, you whack job. Yeah, Basically. or a literal god. Yeah, that would also uh, factor in. Wow, this guy sounds like a real idiot. Yeah. And okay. the end of the event is uh, basically uh, Lenneth uh, returning to the group of Enheryars Benelis invited himself in uh, and uh, acting as the cavalry. And Benelis is like, oh, Valkyrie, it's great to see you. Now we can finally push back. And she's like, who in the world are you? Right. So he's uh, definitely uh, as part of the story we haven't really focused on lately about uh, uh, how Angrim and Jolanda and Miss Tina came to this world as well. Right. Last... Which is strange because I thought that was essentially the Lizard storyline which was more or less concluded. But I guess it's not. I mean, if they got more to say, they may as well say it. I'm all for them saying things, because if there's one thing that I like, it's the story, and that's the only reason I'm still playing the game. I don't blame you from everything I've heard and seen and <laughs> that discussed. That is 100% fair. Yeah. And that's the end of the Valkyrie Anatomia section. That's and also possibly stuff. the end of Valkyrie Anatomia. We will be looking forward to their closure announcement in a few weeks, I'm sure. Oh my word. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Give it time. It will die when it dies. Yes, it will. I don't want to say that I'm looking forward to its death, but I also don't want to say that I'll be surprised or even particularly sad when it's gone, with the exception of the story, because that story has been Honestly, very good. I'm almost looking forward to its death, because while the story is very good, I have a strict no more than two gacha games at the same time policy. It used to be a no more than one gacha game at the same time policy, but then uh, Valkyrie and Atomia came around. Right. And uh, if it goes back, uh, I may find myself opening myself up to some uh, other games. There you go. So well, you could always happened, come uh, join us in Arknights. We would love to have you. Yeah. For instance, I, I may dislike the art style of the characters, but not enough to actively hate it. And the game itself sounds really fun. It is really so, fun. It is very fun. So, who knows? Who knows? And with that, that actually, uh, because unfortunately Kite couldn't make it, we don't have any of his topics, so we're going to go ahead and hold that for him for next week so we don't steal his stuff. Um, so we're going to go ahead and go to our main topic for the night. What makes a good collaboration? What does make a good collaboration in one of these games? It's not just shoving a picture of the character on the icon and uh, having the character be playable. I can tell you as much. I, I gotta be honest. New Automata event feels utterly underwhelming, even yeah. before the special rush. Mm -hmm. I don't think there is such a thing as a good com a good collaboration. That's a spicy take. Tell us more about why you think that. Okay, so first and foremost collaborations almost always almost always not universally but a lot of the time feature time limited units which is always its own minefield as in and of itself 
But on top of that, your story is basically one of two modes. You have the generic, hi, we're here now, story to show everybody off, and then they go back to their universe, and that's the end you ever hear of them. Or there's no story to speak of. They just are there, and maybe you'll get a boss fight if you're lucky. FFBE has at least been nice enough to give us raids, but never really any full, like, events. Yeah, no, in uh, FFB, the story, uh, the closest thing, the story there is for the actual FF characters are the exploration mission, which is, oh, this place is strange. Hmm, I think that, but these people I see in the distance are heroic. Da -da 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 -da. Yeah, that sums it up. I, the only exception to that was FF8, where Lid starts geeking out over the technology in, uh... In, uh, what do you call it? Dollet Town. And I'm just like, that is a neat little quirk. I like that. I wish they do that more. Uh, and then they never did. She likes being in the Goldo Mana too. Okay, so they um, actually do revisit that. I'm, I'm, I approve of this. Her grid from season one just surfaced back a little. Yeah, what I did, by the way, I don't think you were made aware of that because that's pretty minor is that for the exploration mission in FFBE, there used to be the story for the hardboard. And now what they did is that they've put the story part in the easy mode exploration, where you're going to go to get all the chests that way, and leave the hard mode just going straight from the entrance to the boss, and that's it. Yeah, um, they actually, the very last uh, exploration event I did, they did that before I yeah. stopped playing. Nice. Um, so I, I didn't know there was a permanent change. At the time, I was just very confused as to why Hardmo didn't have a story. Yeah. I was at the time as well. Yep. Um. And I think it works pretty nicely. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, very often, collaborations, to me, just throw off the flow of the game. And while it hits that, like, wonderful nostalgia button of, ooh, I get to have to cross over this character with this character, they're just sort of there, their limited time... They're eventually going to get power crept, and the salt is going to be real. And it just it just feels kind of skeevy to me. It, it just feels like advertisement for the sake of it. And that's just It just bothers me a yeah. bit. I mean... I get uh, that. To give an example of what would be a collaboration done right, uh, except it's not in a gacha game, I first have to ask, uh, do you know uh, the very basic three worlds elevator pitch of the 24 mine wait for Stormblood in FF14. Uh, I believe it's just here, have FF tactics. Okay. And so that's what it is on the surface. But what makes it, I believe, one of the best examples of essentially a collaboration, even mm -hmm. if it's with but good, is that they take this other game world's lore and truly make it a part of the game to the point where it's referenced in other content to the point where they take the existing mythologies and apply them to the rules of this other world and they make content that's evergreen it's not going to disappear one day yeah and that's, uh, basically using uh something we know from an for, for another game as a way to make the base existing game that's already very stronger. Contrast that with the Monster Hunter collab event, which okay. is basically an uncanny way to get a cool dragon mount. And there's one encounter, and at least it's permanent, 
unlike some other collabs that were temporary. Mm-hmm. But it's basically, hey, go fight this monster that's not normal. There you have it. So that's the two of them is in this. Uh, yeah. Um, RPG, which isn't quite a gacha game, but I think it's interesting to have a good example for once because mm. it's pretty much certain that when it comes to a game, it's not like Ariana Grande is going to become a main character of season three story. What the hell was... I'm still very confused about both Ariana Grande and Katy Perry showing up at FFBE. That is just still oh. baffling to me. But, um... Yeah. But, uh, no, I mean... I know I haven't played the Stormblood raid, but I played the Crystal Tower, which is that exact thing you were talking about with FF3. Exactly. Like, you mm. fight Zande, you fight the Cloud of Darkness. It is very likely the Cloud of Darkness is the exact same Cloud of Darkness you fought in FF3. Um, um Did it feel out of place in FF14? No, they tied it together exactly. very well, and they yeah. made it make sense. And I was even at a part where, like, they talked about the history of what went down here, and I kind of had to stop and go, well, were these characters' names, were these ancient heroes' names, Lunith, Ark, Refia, and, and Ingus? Like, because that's kind of what it feels like you're implying right now. Yeah, and to... yeah I mean, there's an other content like that that literally name drops some of the characters from FF5. But, but yeah, as part of FF14. Um, that is definitely the exception to the crossover rule. Like, that felt really good. And if I, like, yeah. that Crystal Tower content came out literally years ago. I did it a little while ago. I was gushing about my Puff of Darkness earlier. I'm going to gush about her again. I have a little pet cloud of darkness who follows me around, and it's amazing. And I was able to do that and it's years after the event debut. Thing, yeah, and it's just one thing that exists in its bubble. It's the central part of the main scenario of the latest expansion, too. Wait, for real? It's technically optional content, but uh, the producer went ahead and, before the expansion launch, basically asked player very insistently that they really should do this raid. Okay. That's cool. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the other weird things to take in uh, and stay with me on that one pro wrestling okay you're gonna have to explain this one (laughs) pro wrestling there's the top tier people that do the main events a lot Uh Hulk Hogan's and your John Cena's and the the household known names but the pro wrestling show is pretty long so there's this concept of the people that basically are a constant reservoir for uh, challenges for the top guys and then they fight in the amongst themselves and if some of them get over if they get popular they can become the top guys themselves and we call that the mid card i mean they and... call the mid carders that in mma as well but that's a very different animal uh, okay I don't know enough about MMA to... Uh, it's mostly an MMA boxing thing. Basically, you have your main event, and then the mid-card is literally on the middle of the card. And they're, they're, they're the fights yeah. that lead up to the main event. Yeah, and so that's a thing in wrestling too. And uh, given that it's uh, scripted in nature, uh, there's a, a concept that's a bit lost in some promotion and literally carrying others, which is to elevate the mid-card. Uh, it's something like when they 
say bring back a retired wrestler that was very popular and is back on the front and there's, there's this mid-carder that goes to challenge him. Okay. The bad collab, returning back to the main topic, the bad collaboration example would be the top carder going and stomping the younger guy because uh, he doesn't have uh, 20 years of experience and what is he even going on about. Okay. The good collab is the top guy either giving a run for, for his money to uh, the hungry mid-carder all outright losing to them as a way to elevate them to make them feel like more of a threat, a threat. to have uh, them go oh AJ Styles uh, just uh, kicked uh, uh, Rick Flair uh, maybe this AJ is not uh, such a small fry after all and that's a way to bring other people uh, other elements for uh, people that aren't necessarily following the day-to-day or what you're playing uh, and using it to make the core of your game to get back to the game to get the core of your game more relevant to right. elevate it. Yeah. Right. And to bring things not just as an advertisement and a cash grab but to make your game as a whole better. Right. That's no, I completely agree with that. Yeah, I, uh, I, I gotta say, I hadn't really thought about what makes a good collaboration before, but you guys definitely bring up some good points. If it's, if it's not gonna make your base game stronger, or you know, basically improve your game in some way, and it's just there for the cash grab, then, you know, it's not. Well, it's beneficial for the players in that they can have that nostalgic feel. It's not like actually beneficial in the long run. Yeah. It's essentially players paying to become an ad in the friends list. It's Fair enough. Very silly. It's very silly. I find that very silly. Um, and uh, most of the collapse, even games we like, uh, that's what it is. Yeah. I didn't like spending all that money on 2B and A2. I just really wanted to do it in FFBE. Um, they're oh, si- yeah, the fact no, that they're that... sitting on my desk is an example of why. But did I that's have to? Literally, they... uh, when it came to FFBE, that's literally the event uh, that brought me back to the game after uh, the game yeah. literally fried uh, my but, uh, iPhone. But that brings the question, did that elevate the game? And the answer to that is no, not really. They were no. just sort of there. We got really cool yeah. music for a couple of weeks. We got really yeah. cool characters out of it who lasted very long, and then they got their seven star and were well. One was amazing, and the other one sadly got shortlisted. But essentially, we only got to uh, kill uh, and girls uh, five thousand times, and that was it. Yeah, it didn't really give us anything interesting. Like, give us the Eve fight, give us Simone, give us like an actual event, or maybe don't, maybe don't bother with this at all. It was just there to bring in people and make morons like me spend money. And I guess in that regard, it worked. But it feels dirty to me. It just doesn't feel pleasant. I'm, I'm not a fan. Hmm. It's just a promotional stint. It's a way to yeah. grab in the players, but uh, not a way to make them stay. That and is that's how most work. very accurate. 
<sighs> and on that sobering note, I think that is all the time we have. My gear managed to survive for this entire episode somehow. Yay. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We will be back next episode. Because I can't promise next week right now. We'll be back next episode for more of the games you love to hate. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. And looking forward to seeing you next episode, Kite. Hopefully we can get your stuff handled. Take care, y'all. Yes, indeed.